you are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. We have good and abundance in a dear friend today that is going to enable you to transform your life and be able to live a happier, healthier, wealthier existence. And who doesn't want that? And the reason you've tuned in to the Joy of Living podcast with your humble host, Barry Shore, is because you care the most in the entire world about you. Y-O-U. E-W-E. You. And that's good because when you become the best you possible, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges. You create more harmony. You bring more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And you are joined this session by approximately 348,627 people around the world. And by the time we bring on our wonderful guest, Ellie Shine, will be over 360,000 people. And thank you so much for the people that come every single week, 320, 330,000 people. And you're telling your friends and they're coming. And God willing, in the year 2022, we will have over 500,000 people, God willing, by the end of the year. So it's important to understand that everything you're going to hear today, you don't have to write anything down. You know, just lean in and let it, the information and the transformation flow through you because everything you need to know about Ellie Shine will be on my website, barryshore.com. And all the information about Ellie, what he does, and he does a lot, will be there. So just get ready. Just lean in and let it flow through you, around you, within you. Now, you know that on this show, we work with the three fundamentals of life. And when you work with the three fundamentals of life, you gain a perspective that enables you to be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? The three fundamentals are number one, life, your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, you can go mad. That's a good and a great acronym, actually, because mad stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And number three fundamental is to unlock the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Simple example, right now you're watching this or seeing or listening to this carried over the internet, that magical, mythical, mystical platform platform, which touches the whole world right now. And if you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, it has to do with the internet. Now, factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. And what a is a word, right? W-H-A-T-A. What a wonderful world. That's WWW. And when it happens, I have to, of course, say a big thank you and a tip of the hat to Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, for enabling that song to go viral and touch not just tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but 
billions of people around the planet. And whenever you hear the opening bars of that song, what a wonderful world, what do you do right away? You can't help it, you smile. Now, smile is one of the most important words you can ever integrate, utilize, and leverage in your life because smile is an acronym that stands for seeing miracles in life every day seeing miracles in life every day. Now, before the pandemic, and God willing, it'll happen again soon, you'll forget all about this masking and, and hardships and COVID and such. I was speaking to a group of about 5,200 people. Remember, human beings, one to another, didn't worry about masks or COVID. And I'm telling the story about Barry Shore and Smile, seeing miracles in life every day, and people raising their hands, hey, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore, I've been out for hours, Ray, I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water to drink? Do you have food to eat? Do you have a place to sleep? Do you have family or friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. Now, by definition, if you're watching, you're listening, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life exuberantly. Because when you do that, you become a better person for yourself and your family, and your friends, and all living beings throughout the world. So let's just, a quick story. Imagine standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, just like you, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. That's what happened to me. Overnight, and it was not an automobile accident, it was not a spinal injury, a rare disease took over my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved. Completely, totally paralyzed. 144 days in hospital, two years in a hospital bed in my own home I couldn't turn over by myself, four years in wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips, and my ankles for years, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. I still can't walk up a, st a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb myself, and I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of that one word smile, seeing miracles in life every day. But I got to tell you quickly, my eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago. She says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? I thought about it. Smile, smile. Sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Create is a fabulous acronym that stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Neuro-linguistic programming, you can do that. You have a brain. Your brain has 100 billion brain cells and more than 120 trillion and synapses connecting all those brain cells and they're there for more than deciding what kind of latte you want this morning. The ability to utilize the six most important words in the English language and internalize and utilize and leverage them in your life will enable you to create the kind of world you want to live in. These words are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. How you respond in any given situation now, before we bring on our amazing guest, Ellie Shine, I just want to tell everybody, warn you in advance that your humble host does use a lot of four-letter words, and I even use the four-letter F-U word. I do it because it's fun and the shock value. Now, of course, the four-letter words that we use, because we live in the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, are life, love, hope, grow, free, gift, pray, play, swim, good. <laughs> four-letter words, and the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes, F-U, capital N. And right away, people saying, hey, Barry Shore, Barry Shore. Fun's only spelled with three letters. 
I and not in our world, other world, the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. We spell fun, F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and friends, you have a twinkle in your eye and you have a smile on your face. Remember, that stands for point your finger and say, F-U, everybody. Remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. So where'd you get that? I said, I listened to Barry Shore and the joy of living. He wants to teach the world to F-U, capital N, capital N. So before we bring on Ellie, I just want to urge everybody to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, consciously and conscientiously from now and the rest of your life. And these two words are, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. As he says, it's always possible. <clears throat> So imagine going into your coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you sit down, somebody brings it to you. Say thank you. You walk in the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, a couple of minutes go, I know what it brings you. You go to the counter and they say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy, we'll bring it to you. You sit down, a couple more minutes go by, somebody brings it to you, you still say thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining out. Somebody holds the door open for you. You say thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out. Somebody slams the door on you. You say Thank you. You're stuck in traffic. You're late for an appointment. Somebody cut you off. You say, thank you. Get up in the middle of the night and you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, yes, thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a great word that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody that inspires noble deeds that I would love to share with you more than the amazing, the wonderful, fantastic Ellie Shine. Ellie, please say hello to 358,000 people around the world. Hello, everybody. <laughs> he looks like he's uh, going to take off in a rocket ship, right? You know? <laughs> So I Ellie, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to tell you everything about Ellie because it take most of the hour. But suffice to say, there are three things that I want to make you aware of. Number one, he's a wonderful fellow. How do I know that? Because not only have I met him, I am indebted to him. He's helped myself and my son during a very interesting and um, transitional time in life. And I'm indebted to him as I say, thank you, Ellie, for that. Number two, he is a licensed psychologist from England. Now, again, we have a worldwide audience, Ellie, so people from China, India, um, all through Africa, Europe, et cetera, Latin America, America, of course. So he's a licensed psychologist from the United Kingdom. And he lives in Israel. He's been living there for a number of years, maybe even decades now, uh, with a wonderful wife and five fabulous children. And I asked him to be on the show because, in my humble opinion, Ellie represents everyone. He is... He's not Tony Robbins, doesn't want to be. He's not uh, Elon Musk, doesn't want to be. He does work with people in the same capacity that Tony Robbins does, enabling people to be their best selves. And he is like Elon Musk because he works in a very high-tech industry in Israel, which is, of course, called the Startup Nation. So I asked Ellie to be here because I want people to understand that no matter what happens in your life, you can make transitions. Ellie's had some ups and what other people call downs. We might not call them that, but movement in life. And it's how you respond to any given situation. So, Ellie, let's just jump right in and talk about uh, the time when you were psychologist in Israel 
and you had uh, bought into, we'll start with this, bought into Bob Proctor's program. And you were all aglow with what that was going to do for you, your family, and other people. Let's just start with that. How's that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> See, we didn't, none of this rehearsed. We didn't yeah. discuss anything. <laughs> so let's, let's go back a bit further than that um, to give some background. Um, I, I studied psychology in England. And before I'd finished my course, I kind of knew that I was moving more into coaching, but I felt I had to finish the, uh, the course and, you know, complete what I started, which I did. But when I moved to Israel so back in 2007, I already started looking for coaching trainings. And, um, and I found one really good one that really helped me, um, coaching the jerusalem coaching institute um and but i was trying to build the business and i didn't realize that you know in coaching there's two things you've got to you've got to build the business you've got to be a good coach you've got to be able to help people but you also got to build the business and that part i really need help with um and and one thing i can't remember even who was the first person who put me in touch but I came across, um, I came across Bob Proctor, and um, I went to one of his very, very high-end programs, and then signed up to become a trainer with him. And, like you said, it was it was full of ups and downs, and totally unexpected um, where it took me, actually. So let's talk about two things. Uh, I want you to mention the price because we're not talking about $1,000. It was real money and it was real money to you. So just say the number. We're talking 10,000, 15,000 more. I think it was 10. I th 10. think it was either 10 or 15, but I think it was 10. Okay, 10. Plus, you uh, came to America at least one time, I know, because we, right. we, we met in Los Angeles. So right. it was more than just the $10,000. It was. It was your time, your energy, and it may have cost you more than $10,000 in terms of your investment and such. And right. it was a great program because it helped you. But by the same token, it didn't do what you thought it was going to do, correct? 100%. 100%. It, um, it definitely, like everything, it's hard to put together the pieces. Even looking back sometimes, it's hard to put together where what I got from where and um but yeah, I thought it was going to, you know, blow my business out of the water and it didn't do that. And I just, it, it was, but the people I met, that's the, the, the best thing that I got from it was the people I met. Um, and it did start, um, it did, rem it reminded me of something that I'd done much earlier in my life, um, unknowingly. Um, when I was studying for my, a-levels so that's like the high school diploma at the end of um school in in uh, england so i didn't know this but i had a adhd and i found it very very hard to study and but i found some little magazine that talked about um i think it was called winners something winners and and i, I read through it and um i think it was like a 30-day free subscription you know first 30 days three and I, so I signed up and 
I don't think I carried on, but I took one piece from there, which was about visualization. And I visualized myself getting three A's, which was the top score that I could get. And I visualized it every day for months. I could see myself going and getting um, those results. And I, I remember the, I would close my eyes, I would celebrate, I would really feel into it. And over the next few months, I did, I did work. Um, I was careful about the, the, you can choose subjects in England. So I, I was careful about the subjects I chose. I chose chemistry, physics, maths, which were the kind of subjects I was, I was able to. But by the way, simple stuff, chemistry, well, physics, and math. <laughs> well, well, I tell you, it's interesting because we have different intelligences, right? right? And so for some people, maths is easy and English is hard. For other people, it's the other way around. For me, I couldn't write essays. So anything that, so chemistry, physics, and maths were things that I could think about and give exact answers, but I didn't have to write an essay. Um, it's virus, a typical thing that people with ADHD do is they find strategies. It's a thing we all need to do on some level, find a strategy mm -hmm. so that we can come out the best uh, with what we have. Um, and, and I strategically worked and I got my three A's. And after that, yeah, I could celebrate. Yeah, I still, yeah! <laughs> I still got it on my wall. Um, the next week or so, I, we had like a family gathering to celebrate with my brothers and sisters, my parents, uh, parents uh, brothers and sisters-in-law. And uh, my brother prepared alphabet soup. You know what alphabet soup is? <laughs> I assume it's uh, those little... Yeah, like soup with those little... Right. Yeah, exactly. And he said the reason he did it because everyone had to eat their words. We went around the table with what people predicted me to get, <laughs> and they ranged from you know failing completely to to bees. And what I'd done unknowingly was use strategies, but also the visualization really lifted me. Um, and so, so Bob Proctor and being involved in that world brought that back up, brought me up to the reminded me because I kind of forgot about it for a while. Um, and that really helped me to pick that up. Um, and I have to say, I don't fully agree with the way it's done necessarily there. I think I've added in the, the pieces that work. One of the things about visualization that's really important is not just to think about the end goal, but also to see ourselves taking the actions, um, overcoming um, obstacles, right? Actually see us play it out in our head. Those things that really help um, because you know, I think anything worth having is worth working towards and it's going to take work and we're going to think about, I, I, you asked for some, some quotes. My favorite quote is, um, is a Tony Robbins quote, which I don't think I've ever heard anyone else quoted. And even him, it's kind of lost in, in this, one of the programs that you ran. And it's that the biggest problem we have is that we think we shouldn't have any. Right. Well, it, it, it's actually one of my favorites as well. The idea, by the way, I just want to unpack that for a little bit. The idea that somebody should think, well, the, the ideal life is not to have problems, is someone who is not even close to in touch with reality or life. Because the genius of life is, what do you do with the problems that you have? It's not the problem. The problem is just, it's there. It may be a problem called a stone, a stepping stone. But what do you do with it? That's really right. the, the benefit. You see, you right. met, you said, well, I had ADHD. Okay, well, someone would call that 
a problem. Yeah, but look what I did. I said, I'm going to learn how to do this strategic thing called visualization. And you're right. Visualization is not just closing your eyes and thinking about it. It's what work processes must one do? What actions must one do in order to achieve? That's the genius. By the way, um, whether it's in football, American football, or in uh, English football, whatever, any sport, I've interviewed some of the highest performing athletes in the world. And to a person, they have told me time and again, it's the visualization before the event that is at least 80% of their the factor in achieving. At least 80%. Some would have said higher. But the point is that by visualizing what it is you want to accomplish in the upcoming game or event and such really adds to the process. And I mean, literally, they said making it tangible. So your visualization is spot on. That's exactly what needed to be done. So now you're, so you went to this course, you're doing the, the coaching, and um, it's not working out as you thought. You put a lot of time, effort, money, and over the course of the next, I don't know how long, a year, two years, whatever it was, you realize that the futility of that which you thought was not only going to help you and your family financially, but you were here to help other people. Mm-hmm. And they weren't recognizing how wonderful you are. <laughs> how did that feel, Ellie? Yeah, so there's, there's been some dark times. You know, there were times when it was really, really tough. Um, sometimes we were better, sometimes we're worse. But, you know, it's it's been a journey. Um, it's really been a journey. And trying to find, you know, what is it? Trying to be authentic in it is, is a real, real challenge. Uh, it's interesting actually because um one of the things that's happened recently you know I, you asked about what am i doing currently um and this values driven life which i'm focusing on at the moment um actually takes me back probably 12 years to a book i read that um made a huge difference it's out of print it's called time power by um charles hobbs and sorry, i say learned the, say the title again Time Power. Time, Time power. power by Charles Hobb. Again, yeah, all so this I, is going to be found on my website, barryshaw.com, everything about Ellie and all the stuff that he's saying. So just be aware, be there, and do it. Okay, so Time Power. And ultimately, I was, because part of because of my undiagnosed at that time um, ADHD, I had struggles around time. So I did a time management course, which was called Time Power, based on his book. And one piece of it was writing down your values, getting clear on your values, which doesn't feature in most time management programs. Um, But this was a central piece of this. And I did it. And it changed my life completely. Because what it meant was I knew what I stood for. I knew what was important to me. I had something to measure myself against. So it wasn't just you write down your values. Oh, I value family. It was, it was, what does that mean to you? So I guess I, I can read to you what I have currently, right? I have lead my family with love, be grounded, present, loving, and kind to Abigail and our children at all times. Lead by example in making decisions and encouraging everyone, support the development of 
in brackets, Abigail and our kids, each in their own way, focusing on their strengths and praising them for their accomplishments, big and small. Pen, spend consistent quality and quantity time with each of them. Balance our heritage with our legacy. So again, that's mine and everyone will have their own flavor, but that gives you me a something to look back on the last 30 days and say, did I do that? How did I, how did I do according to that? That's my North Star. I want to be getting tens, but I won't be getting tens every every time. But that's where I'm focused. That's what I'm committed to. That's the vision. That's the value that everything else is built on. And today, what decisions am I going to make today? So it became something that was very powerful to me. And I kind of taught it in, in programs, but I didn't really give it enough time for people to actually go ahead and do it. So what would that would mean is like, all seminars, almost all seminars and workshops, people go, they're inspired, but then over time, it kind of, you know, the notes go under, go under the pile <laughs> of the next thing you go to. Right. right. So, um, so what I, and suddenly this has kind of come back into my life as something which is really, really important to do with people. And it's not something that's, that's immediately exciting. It's not like, realize your dreams overnight <laughs> like a lot of promises are um but it really does cut deep to actually living each life each day each moment of each day in a, an aligned congruent way that feels good and you know i think uh, you know, you're the ambassador of joy you can probably answer this more than me but the ultimate joy comes from being and doing good right? You, you f who doesn't feel good when they live up to their own expectations, right? Who doesn't feel good when they know what they want to do and then they do it, right? <laughs> but, Pardon me. Bless you. Pardon me. Bless you. I'm sneezing on the truth. <laughs> this is wonderful. Thank you. So mm -hmm. I really believe in this idea of, of, joy isn't it's not just be happy smiling ultimately smiling can help and and it actually neurolog neurologically helps right but if we're not doing the things that we want to be doing that we believe our own personal value system believes we should be doing right then it's going to be very hard to have sustained joy and it's very hard to do those things if we're not really clear about what those things are very good so, this is so important i want to just have a pause here and unpack for the audience because what we're doing is there are three things that happen all at once with what Ellie is discussing here. One is doing the difficult work, I believe, of sitting down with oneself, pen or pencil even, and a blank piece of paper and writing the word value or values and then articulating them. And what I call the three Fs, by the way, Values relating to family, to finances, and to fitness. In other words, who, who are you for you? Who are you for your family? And who are you vis-a-vis -vis finances that you can provide for yourself and other people? Because un unless and until you articulate those, as you just said so clearly for yourself, then they become foggy. And when you live in a fog, <laughs> even though I call a fog a fountain of goodness, the fog oftentimes means that you can't live clearly. Clarity in life is a fundamental aspect of building a successful life. The other thing I just want to mention that you said so brilliantly is that 
this idea of time and power is a great title, by the way, because that really is what life is all about. Uh, I'm so fond of acronyms. Time I use as an acronym that stands for thinking it's miraculous every day. In other words, when you get to the point of understanding that it's miraculous every day, that's what time is. Whether you have another minute, an hour, a day, God willing, years. But what do you do with that time? How does one leverage oneself to be able to become the best you possibly talked about? So for me, I use the term joy. It's something that you just mentioned, Ellie. Joy is an acronym that stands for journey of you. That's really what joy is about, the journey of you. What are you doing, you, who has actually made the time to look at yourself and articulate your values? You know, God willing, the hundreds of thousands of people that are listening and watching, everybody's going to say, that's what I'm going to do. I am going, after I stop listening to Barry and Ellie, that's first thing I'm going to do. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to turn this off. I'm going to sit down with a piece of paper and a pen, not a computer even. I urge you, the, uh, the, the, the tangible touching of something and writing down is far more beneficial to oneself, in my humble opinion, than putting it on a computer screen and such like that. So that tactile information that goes from the mind to the fingers and onto a piece of paper and writing down and say, what are your values? Again, in family, in finances, and in fitness. Who are you? Are you slovenly? Are you capable? Are you exercising, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, let, we only have a couple more minutes. We want to go to a break because we have sponsors that love us and like the show and it keeps the show going and such. But I want to pose something to you. I want everybody to understand something else. So. Ellie, self-diagnosed ADHD, and then he got diagnosed with ADHD. Great. Okay. Uh, when I got out of the hospital, they were sending me home. Again, I'm quadriplegic. Nothing in my body is moving. So I had doctors come in to me as of the day before I'm going home, saying, now, Mr. Short, you know, you know you're never going to walk again, and things like that. Very encouraging. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we have certain things we can do for you. You can lead a full life. You know, that you've heard that kind of stuff, right? Uh, but in my mind, I had already been processing something that I had formulated in terms of a value. And it is the following. Diagnosis is not destiny. Diagnosis is not destiny. You heard Ellie. Diagnosis, ADHD. Oh, what am I going to do? I can't do it. So you find strategies. You work with it. Visualization. Three A's. Yeah. So diagnosis is not destiny. How you choose to respond to any given situation really determines who you are, but it all starts with your values. So when we come back, I'm going to ask Ellie to talk to us about his family situation with a wonderful, loving wife, five children, and how he responds to an interesting part of those five children. So right back after these brief messages. Hi, everybody. Barry Shaw here, the ambassador of joy. We've entered into the fall season, and fall means coming up to winter. Holidays, all kinds of stuff, not just stuff, stress, S-T-R-E-S-S. You know, I've spoken about stress many times on the show, and with stress coming on with the holiday season, everybody wants to be happy and such, but everybody knows what's going on. I want to talk to you about something really important for your benefit. It's called Talk Space, T A L K. S-P-A-C-E, Talkspace.com. This is an online therapy program, 
a show, website, and it's available for you. It is so important for you to be involved. You all know my story. Standing up in the morning, hailing hearty in the evening, quadriplegic. Okay, nobody has to go through something that drastic to know that speaking to somebody, a professional licensed therapist, can be of benefit. I know. It's true. It helped me. It can help you. This is so easy to do. You are talking about secure professional process. It's the number one online therapy platform in the country. It works around your schedule, your convenience. I urge you, please match yourself with a licensed therapist. Go to talkspace.com, T-A-L-K-S-P-A-C-E, talkspace.com. Get $100 off your first month with the promo code Barry. B-A-R-R-Y, go to talkspace.com, put in the promo code Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, and you'll get $100 off your first month. Please do it. You'll thank me. Best wishes. Bye now. Imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet. Honest Pets.co. Well, you found it. Honestpets.co. Not .com. .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co honestpets.co. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved immortal beings and good looking people. Remember, you're good looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. We have good in abundance. Our cup runneth over with good in the form of a two-legged being named Ellie Shine. And he does. He is aptly named Ellie Shine. He beams with goodness. Ellie, I want to go to a... um, interesting place talk about your family here you are happily married Mm -hmm. five children one two three four five if i'm not mistaken the fifth child is what others call challenged now i don't i I want you to talk about it not me so let's talk about that as a dynamic in the family and for you and how it affects your worldview because the goodness the best situation is that you had already been working with your values before the birth. So it really said, okay, Mr. Shine, you think you have values? Let's see how you act them out. Sure. Sure. So uh, I'll take you back to that day when uh, um, we went to the hospital in the middle of the night. um, And even before we went in, we had a scan, um, check everything was okay. Everything was completely fine. Uh, wheeled into the labor room and um, pretty quickly um, baby boy was born. Mazel tov. Congratulations. Uh, it's a boy. 
he gave a quick wail and then there was an eerie silence in the room there was something wrong the, the doctor kind of ran out kind of put the baby down on the baby warmer ran out it was very strange i don't think my wife picked it up because she just given birth um but being the husband with not much to do i kind of there was something wrong and i kind of edged towards the baby um seemed to be breathing so seemed to be alive what's wrong um suddenly a, a doctor runs in a pediatrician kind of runs in and I say, is everything okay? She's like, maybe. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, well, we're not sure. I said, well, what do you think? And she, she says, we think it's Down syndrome. So in that moment, I had this, well, my, I was, why has this happened to us? No one told us. We just had a scan. Nothing showed up. Like, can't be true. What does this mean? How are we going to afford this? What's it going to do for our other kids that are going to, you know, suffer from this? And you know, you know, all these panicking negative thoughts kind of went through my head. And I said, can I pick him up? And she said, sure. So I picked him up and I had him in my arms. And literally within a few seconds, it just totally, everything shifted in my head. And I was just like overcome with this. Like, I was like, whoa, actually, what could be better for our other children than to grow up with a brother with special needs and actually learn and develop and sensitivity appreciate what they can do suddenly we don't have to keep up with the joneses right this kid can just develop as he as he needs and i've always been obsessed with love and happiness and these kids have more than their fair share and i held in my arms and i said i said to the other professionals in the room but we're gonna are you gonna tell my wife and they're like no 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 we'll tell her in a couple of hours i'm like no 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 <laughs> If you're not going to tell her, I'll tell her. So I held her in my hands and I said, I said, Abigail, we have a special baby. And she kind of, and, and at this point, I didn't know how she would take it. You know, she, she'd she been carrying him for nine months. This was a shock, right? This was, no one told us. No one suggested anything like this. Um, But I had this feeling of like, I was telling my little baby, you know, we'll be okay. We're going to be good. And she said, special baby, very nice. I said, no, I think he, we think he's got Down syndrome. And she was completely accepting in that moment. Uh, she describes that moment of me seeing me shining in, in a very special way, um, you know, in that moment. And other people in the room, in fact, one of the my sister called me from England. This was in Israel. My sister called me in England to tell me that one of the nurses had, who was there had told her sister in England, who was a friend of my sister's, like what had happened. <laughs> and that... The, the the special the special atmosphere in that room and you know it's funny because people say you know what did you do right and i don't know what i did i i think it was a gift but you did mention something beforehand which was i was working on things before right i was working on my values before and i got to certain places but it was a gift ultimately and i think I think it's beautiful to see it that way. A gift of an insight, right? A gift of being able to make peace with that in a moment. In fact, I went to, <laughs> that day I went out of the, the hospital because I'm in psychology. I know other psychologists. I met one of the top psychologists in Israel. And I told her and I said, you know, we had a baby boy and she's like, muzzle sort of congratulations. It's so wonderful. And I said, and he's got Down syndrome. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, don't worry, we're not sorry it's fine <laughs> and she's like listen you're in denial but eventually right. you'll you'll get it and i'm like no i'm not in denial 
I'm in acceptance. It's different. It doesn't mean there aren't hard times. There aren't mm -hmm. hard moments, but there mm -hmm. are. It's kind of funny after that. We, we, we introduced him to people immediately, pretty much. We told everyone, you know, we've been blessed with a special soul. And we're very blessed because in the community in which we live, in the Jewish community, in the Orthodox community, it's, there's this, they're treated so beautifully. It's, it's quite amazing. He's, he's the star of our, of our neighborhood. Um, but people, people would say to us, um, people didn't know quite what to say, you know, uh, more or less, and that's okay. Um, but it was funny that people would say things like, congratulations, and we hope you have the strength to deal with all the challenges. Now, the reason why that's funny is because no one said that with their other kids. <laughs> like, right, which by the way is right, really like, true, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got, that's the funny thing. Like anyone who's got any kids <laughs> knows that kids come with challenges and it comes back to our idea of problems again. Like, pro and by the way, I, I sometimes we say, don't call it the problem, call it the challenge. I don't like that. Like, it's a problem. Firstly, problems are meant to be solved. That's what a problem means. Problems mm -hmm. can be solved, right? But secondly, like, okay, things are difficult. It's okay. It doesn't mean that's bad. Things are difficult and that's good. That's how we grow. And I, and I think like what's an interesting twist on the pandemic is that I actually think that challenges make us stronger and make us make the possibility of joy more real. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you think you haven't suffered yet, if you think you have suffered, this can be transformed into joy, whatever suffering it is. And this pandemic, and everyone suffered on some level in this pandemic, is something that can be transformed into joy. That's kind of, that's how, I, I, I don't really have the time, or I haven't really thought about it probably, but I just thought about this as, as, as you were talking before, that like, that is an opportunity to transform, to be transformed into joy, into greater joy. I'm especially taken with what you said about uh, nobody goes around saying, well, I hope we have the strength to deal with another child. Forget whatever the issues. In other words, you had five. Well, in America today, five is, ah, I hope you have the strength to deal with two or three. Yeah. You know, the the ability to deal with any child, um, as you know, when, as I said in the introduction, uh, I have a great deal of gratitude and debt for you dealing with my son, a only, only child. And, um, he went through stuff. Thank God today, much better in terms of what he does. He's happily married with two young sons and such like that. Now he'll understand more about what he, what the strength is to go through in raising children and such. But yeah, so what's it? The ability to have the strength to deal with it is that people oftentimes don't recognize that a problem is a stepping stone, and it really has to do with values and orientation. What is your perspective on the world? Mm -hmm. What is your perspective on life? If you say, as you said, if Tony Robbins quote was true, well, I don't want problems. Well, then you don't want to be alive, do you? You know, <laughs> that's what you're saying. No, no, I don't, I want to be alive. I want all this stuff, but well, yeah, but that's, life has challenges. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. You know, it's a very famous quote in the business world. Change is wonderful. You go first. <laughs> People don't like change. I want everything the way I think it's supposed to be. Now, talking about change. So now your son, what is his name? 
Tuvia, Tuvia Simcha. Tuvia Simcha means good joy. Good of God, joy. Right. Right. So, uh, and so how old is he now? He is about to turn nine. About to turn nine. Yeah. And your oldest child is how old? About to turn 20. And Yelly is only 30. So I don't know yes. when you have all these kids. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that what you said, and we're not doing this for the podcast, and we're not doing this for people to uh, say, take heart from what Ellie's going through and such, that it has been of great benefit to the entire family. And as you said, to the neighborhood, to the community, to be able to understand the preciousness of each being in their own being. And that's quite amazing, quite remarkable. Uh, yes, yeah, so to be able to become more sensitive in life, that is grace, as we call it in the English speaking world, right? That is truly grace. Let's talk about something else in terms of business, because again, you've been through numbers of different aspects of business. You joined a company just about a year or so ago in the high tech world. Right. Now, what do you know about high tech, Ellie Shine? And why did they hire you? And what is the company? And why are you finding it so expansive for your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being? Wow, that's a lot of questions. I'm not sure I'll I'll remember them all, but the well, company is called... the most basic one. The company How did is called get Zesty. in a high tech company. How do I get involved? So, um, look, Israel has a lot of high tech companies, and it's up and coming. And um, one of the things I felt that I would um, I would improve with, and it would help me, was sales. This is one of your things. I think you told me this years ago as well. Like sales is everything. Sales is um, every every company needs a good sales guy. Um, to be a good coach, you also have to be good at sales, um, et cetera, et cetera, carry on. So I kind of wanted to get into sales. Um, and I think they took me because, well, I had some sales background, but also just, just being real and and fine. I'm a problem solver. So, you know, I was part of the program, part of the interview process was solving a problem, um, which I did well. And, and ultimately I'm a team player. This is, this is my thing. You know, this is why I wanted to as well. Like sometimes coaching as well can be very lonely being on your own. Um, even one-on-one -on -one with people, it's not the same as being in a team, being part of a bigger team. Mm -hmm. And, that was something I really craved. I had been working the last few years as well in a different company, but like I really thrive off other people, being around other people, um, working on things together, seeing other people grow um, is something that really, really helps lift me. So that's I think that comes through and that came through and that's why. And and ultimately the other thing is that like that sales is psychology as well. Like if you if you get the psychology, if you understand the psychology, you can start to make sales. That's two kinds of psychology. That's your own psychology and the other person's psychology. Mm -hmm. Right. So in sales, you have to figure out how are you going to deal with the feelings when um when you get rejected or when you mess up or you know when things are tough and you also have to figure out what is the other guy thinking and feeling and what might i have to do in order to get them to take a step closer 
and to be interested in what I have to offer. Because even if I have something great to offer and I've done my homework, I know this guy needs what I have, but he's in the middle of his day and he's getting interrupted all the time by other people. So how can I make that first 20 seconds, five seconds, one second, um, you know, enticing enough, connecting enough, real enough that he's going to want to carry on. Um, so, you know, it really actually connects um, with a lot of things that I've been doing until now, which is kind of exciting. This is very informative because I'm, I want, again, this show is not about Ellie Shine, great guy that he is, not about Barry Shaw, wonderful fellow that he is. This is about you. The podcast, the joy of living about you. And I wanted to everybody to hear what Ellie just articulated. Because I asked him a loaded question. How did you get involved with high tech? So look, he's not an engineer. He's not designing this stuff. But he gave us something that is of paramount importance to every single person listening. And that is that the ability, the skill to be able to transition from a product or a service and to be able to offer it to other people and have that be consummated is truly the greatest of all professions. That's called selling. Now, selling, in my humble opinion, is what I call T-squared. Why? Because it's both transactional and transformational. The transactional part is relatively straightforward, that there is a mechanism called money that we use to exchange for a product or service. But also it's transformational because when you are in the sales process, when the person says yes, that's the beginning of the sales process. That's not the end, as people call it, the closing of a sale. That's not what sales stops. That's when the real beginning of interaction of being close to somebody, somebody, somebody just bought an item, let's say a service for, let's call it $1.5 million. Great. Well, now you have to get it into the system, make sure people use it, make sure it's performing up to, to snuff. And that's, again, I use a million and a half dollars. It could be 15 million or it could be $1,500. It doesn't matter. The point is, how do you do that in such a way that it's both transactional and transformational for all the parties involved? And that's why you said so nicely, Ellie, about the idea of team, the ability to work with other people and to create a team mindset. Now, team is one of my favorite acronyms. It stands for together, everyone achieves miracles. Together, everyone achieves miracles. You have an idea for your business. You have two people, 20 people, 200 people, 2,000, doesn't matter the number. How do you get them to coalesce around values, about understanding process, about making sure that what is happening called rejection is not taken personally and doesn't affect you negatively. The ability to work through these things and become a better being for it and a better salesperson for it, that's why the company loves Ellie Shine. So I say this in a bit of a lengthy um, discussion of what Ellie just said, because this applies to everyone, everywhere in the world. You're always selling something. The ability to do it honestly, openly, with value system, that's really the key to being successful. Is that fair to say, Ellie? Absolutely. I want to I give an, another 
amazing book recommendation. It's really, really short, which is always helpful with books because as you said, um, <laughs> things need to be transformational and they're only transformational if people use them. And the longer the book, the less people are gonna read it. Um, so it's a short book, it's called Go For No. Have you come across it? Go For No. Go For No. I've heard of it, but I haven't read it. It's a brilliant little book. It's like a little story, like a metaphor or kind of story. But it, it, what it does is it transforms no from being, um, okay, the recommendation in the book is instead of no just being a, you know, a failure, a something negative, a rejection, it's like set no goals for yourself. Okay, I'm going to get four rejections today. Okay, and the idea is that when you have positive goals, let's say you have a goal to, to close one deal a month. So once you close that one deal a month, what people do is they then relax and then don't go further. Whereas if you have, a, you have to have a certain number of rejections and everyone just said yes, then you have to carry on. And when's the best time to carry on? When someone said yes. And, and it also means that when someone calls, when you call someone up and they reject you or they put the phone down on you or in, a, in any sale, it doesn't work out, you know, you say, okay, that checked off one of my no's. It's not right. a bad thing. It's not a rejection. It's not a terrible, it's, it's not telling me I'm, I'm going to fail. It's just part of the success. The big, another big idea of in, the, in that book is, you know, most people think I'm here, success is here. And failure is here. I can't do this <laughs> thing, right? But I'm in the middle. That's and if a long I turn, visualization, I think. Yeah. If I turn right, I get to failure, and if I turn left, I get to success. So I've got to try and avoid failure to get to success. And it says, no, you got it the wrong way around. You are in the starting point, and in order to get to success, you've got to pass through failure. You know, failure is a stepping stone to success, which again is a really important idea. Oh, this is so enlightening. Thank you so much. So, Elliot, I have three quick questions for you. You ready? Okay. Number one, will you come back again? Sure. Thank you. Number two, what is your most fervent desire? Right now, I have a desire. I want, I want one million people to be inspired to write down their goals and use them as sorry not their goals their values and use their values as the basis of their living that's my that's my desire right now okay everybody hear that so we got over three hundred and sixty-five thousand people listening share this with at least five five people that's it five not fifty a hundred thousand five people we'll have a million and a half people and we'll get to your million people writing down their values and using those as a stepping stones to their success. And the third question is, are you ready for a hug in front of 360,000 plus people around the world? Absolutely. Okay, let yeah. me tell you what hug stands for. Hug stands for, you can share this with the family, heartfelt, unlimited giving. Heartfelt, unlimited giving. Here we go. One, two, three. Roar! <laughs> and this is, of course,
course, the Joy of Living podcast with your humble host, Barry Shore, and our amazing guest, wonderful Ellie Shine. And you tuned in for one reason, one reason only, because you care the most in the whole world about you. Why owe you becoming the best you possible? Because when you do that, you build bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love in the world. And when you use the three fundamentals of life, which are number one, life, your life has purpose. Number two, go mad, go make a difference. And number three, unlock the power in the secrets of everyday words and terms. When you do this, you will be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? Remember WWW, what a wonderful world. Smile, seeing miracles in life every day. Or as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, causing rethinking, as Ellie has taught us, enabling all to excel. Use four-letter words. Remember, the four-letter words in the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift, swim, pray, play, and tell the world, F you, capital N, capital N, F you, capital N, remember to add capital N right away, and use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now for the rest of your life, and they'll transform you, your family, your friends, and all living beings. Those two words are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, wonderful Ellie. And our blessing. Thank you. Our blessing to the world from Ellie and Barry is go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.